You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. On today's episode of BGM Politics, we're covering the controversial topic of student loan debt. This is an issue that personally impacts me as someone who has a mountain of student loan debt since I graduated from both undergrad and graduate school. So I thought it would be great to talk to someone who has put together some solutions to tackle and avoid student loan debt altogether. That is Anthony O'Neill. Since 2003, Anthony has helped hundreds of thousands of students. He's the national best-selling author of Graduate Survival Guide, Five Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make in College, and travels the country spreading his encouraging message to help teens and young adults start their lives off right. His latest book, Debt-Free Degree, launched this month. Anthony also has a YouTube channel geared to helping students and adults learn how to tackle debt and offers some creative insights on how to do so. Take a listen to one of his videos about taking out graduate school loans. One of the questions I am always asked, hey Anthony, I just graduated from college, I need to go to grad school, but I gotta take out student loans. What do you think? Let me be real with you right now. No. I do not agree for you to continue stacking on debt to get more education, to get further into debt for a program that you may or may not need. So let's talk about this. What if you do need to go to graduate school for the career that you really want to get into? What I want you to do is step back and I want you to figure out how to cash flow that. I know you're like, what? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. I want you to take some time and I want you to work and cash flow it. I want you to start thinking about your future, you guys. You do not want to have $100,000, $150,000 worth of debt and only get a 40, 50, 60, $70,000 career. If you do not need the graduate school, don't go. <laughs> Why are you going to waste money? Why are you going to waste your time just to have a piece of paper? I agree that education is important. Make sure the education that you're getting, that you're paying cash for and not stacking debt is worth every cent, as in you absolutely need it to get more money and to get into the career field that you really want to get into. But to be honest with you, no. Nah. Stay away from it. If you don't need it, don't do it. Go out there and work. But if you do need it, cash flow it. Hey, it's your boy Anthony Neal. We'll see you in our next video. Peace. Anthony is no stranger to debt. He lost both his college scholarship and his apartment and became homeless. He used that low point in his life to overcome his financial issues and be debt free. Anthony, I read a bit about your background, and it's a compelling story. You were deep in debt, homeless, sleeping in the back of your car. Tell us how you got there and how you got out of it. You know, Jamie, uh, <clears throat> I was blessed and fortunate enough to raise, be raised up by four amazing parents. I have two biological parents and two step-parents. Uh, my biological mother and stepfather live in San Diego, California, and then my biological father and stepmother live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home and um, just didn't really have the financial literacy, didn't have life skills. I just knew about church and just going to school. I mean, I couldn't even go to prom. I couldn't even go to school dances, you know, growing up. And so when I graduated high school, I just wanted to be that young free man. Don't tell me nothing. 
Um, and so when uh, first day on my college campus, I just wanted to literally impress all the females, get a lot of friends, and uh, I signed up for a credit card on that very first day, and I ended up getting it. And when I got the credit card, my mother told me, do not use this credit card. You need to cut it up and throw it away. Uh, but I, I was a grown man at that time, at least what I thought. And so the very first credit card that I got, um, I maxed it out within not even 13 to 18 hours of me having it. I spent $150 on taking the young lady to Red Lobster. Then that very same young lady, I bought her uh, some roses, which was $150 as well. And then I really wanted to impress her some more. So I bought her a Dooney and Burke's purse, and that was about $200. And so I sent in a small minimum payment. Uh, like everyone else, the company sends me back a letter. They up the limit. I max that out in 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'm like, man, this is easy. I spend a thousand, but I've only actually used a hundred dollars of my money. And so I went out there and applied for every single credit card, every single thing that I possibly could apply for. And before I'm even 19 years old, I'm $35,000 in debt, $15,000 in credit card debt, $10,000 in furniture debt from Aaron sales and lease. And then I took out $10,000 in student loans. Uh, but Jamie, here's the truth. I didn't need the student loans at all because I had my father's GI bill because he served 35 years in the army. Then I also had a partial scholarship from the NFL, the National Forensics League, which is a debate organization. And mm. so I participated um, in some uh, uh, ill things in college days from a fraternity perspective. And uh, because we were participating in hazing, um, unfortunately, I got kicked out. Um, of school, kicked out of uh, the online chapter that I was trying to do. Um, and uh, my parents were like, hey, since you've made this decision, you lost your income, you got kicked out of college, you lost your apartment. Since you think you're a grown man, you fix this. And so my father would not allow me to come home. And so at the age of 19, I'm $35,000 in debt, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. Uh, and I'm taking baths and showers at the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club. I'm trying to find some places to eat. Um, I remember asking people for that. So to make a long story short, Jamie, um, was I spent six months homeless, uh, got myself together, got myself back on my feet with my parents and said, hey, I want to change my life. And I realized at that time is that I, I made poor decisions because I didn't have the wisdom and knowledge growing up. No one taught me anything about money. They didn't teach me how to budget. They didn't teach me what is a credit score. They didn't teach me how to build wealth, how to start a business, um, how to pay bills. Um, they didn't teach me exactly what is a credit card, you know, what it, how, what is a loan, what is a savings account? And so I got myself out of debt. So today I'm 35 years old, I'm debt free. Um, and I built my dream home last year and, and building, building the wealth that I have and looking to build a, a lot more. And my, my passion is to help young people, millennials, and specifically minorities, uh, really understand, uh, the financial literacy, help them avoid debt, help them, uh, build savings account, start businesses and build wealth. Wow, that's an incredible story. And financial literacy, I think that that is something that is so important and it's lacking in our public school system. I think if many of us, including yourself, if we had gotten the training and the skills at a younger age in public school, um, and I'm talking about you know elementary and middle school even, and of course high school as well, but just at an early age about how to save money, how credit cards work, all of those, you know, skill sets, probably we wouldn't have landed in those kind of situations. I know for me personally, I got into credit card debt. It started with college. I saw that they had these, you know, now it's, I consider it very predatory, but they had the 
credit card companies out there on the the school lawn and they were soliciting us to get a credit card and you would get a free t-shirt in exchange for it. And the most expensive t-shirt I ever bought in my entire life, <laughs> it was the Jim Belushi t-shirt that had the word college on it, um, put <laughs> me into tens of thousands of dollars in, in student loan debt. And uh, it's just really unfortunate that um, we're just not really taught how to save money and how credit cards work. Why do you think that is? Why, why is there no financial literacy in our public school system? You know, actually, you know what? That's something that I'm fighting as well with my team and I actually. We actually have a high school curriculum called the Foundations, uh, uh, Personal Finance and Foundations here. And I think it's one out of four, one out of three schools have our uh, curriculum um, in their high schools. But we're trying to get it in all. You know, there's several states right now who do have them. But, you know, probably, Jamie, when you and I were growing up, it was not even one particular state that had a requirement to teach us financial literacy, which is confusing to me. It's you're, you're teaching me pretty much education on how to live and how to survive but and how to get a job. But you're not teaching me how to deal with the things that a job brings, which is money. <laughs> and so um, I think we got to have that conversation as early as the middle school. And so that's something that I have. People can find out more information about that on my website, anthonyneal.com. We have a middle school curriculum, a high school curriculum, I mean, even a college curriculum. Um, but we're still fighting with uh, different states to, to get it in and make it a requirement. I mean, we're not even teaching it in college. So it's, yeah. it's, it's sad. Uh, but again, this is why we are uh, teaching our kids how to read, write, process information and, and add and subtract. Uh, but we're not teaching them how to add and subtract money. <laughs> we're not teaching them how to really yeah. understand money. And that's why we're in the student loan crisis that we're in. That's why we're in the credit card crisis that we're in, uh, because we're not given the proper information needed to be successful with their financial future. Right. Unless you're an economics major, you're not being taught about money there you in, go. in college and in school. Before we get into talking about your book, which provides solutions to eliminating student debt, um, let's talk about how we got there. Let me just throw some current numbers here. According to the Institute for College Access and Success, there are currently 44.7 million borrowers of student loans and a total debt of $1.56 trillion. Yeah. Um, this debt stems from 66% of public colleges, 68% of private nonprofit colleges, and 83% for for-profit colleges. First of all, <laughs> why, are, why are so many uh, students taking loans and why are we in so much debt? You know, the reason why, because it's normal. I mean, let's just be honest. It's normal. The world is saying, hey, if you want to go to college, uh, go ahead and take out this student loan. And it's easy. The, another set, just to add to what you're saying, if you really go back to like 1965, banks weren't even giving out student loans, Jamie, because it was like, why am I going to give out a 17, 18, 19 year old who just graduated from high school, never worked a job? They can't pay back uh, this loan. But then the federal government comes in five to 10 years later and says, hey, you know, what? we will guarantee these loans. And so now the banks are like, OK, cool, great. Uh, forget the limit. Forget the cap. Just get whatever you want to get. That's why we're at nearly one point six trillion dollars in student loan debt, because the federal government is guaranteeing it. And there is nothing that it, that we're not teaching young people to avoid it. So it's normal. It's easy uh, to get. 
I mean, and it bothers me. Our young people can go out here and not buy alcohol, but they can sign for a quarter million dollar loan to go to Harvard, to go to Yale, or to something like that. But this has to stop, you know, and my hope is that one day we can just end student loans because if we end student loans then the cost of colleges come down, when the cost of colleges comes down, it makes it more affordable for all students to go to an affordable school. Um, we'll even see some schools become free schools. And but it, I believe it starts right there with just ending it. BGM politics will return in just a moment. How are you taking care of your mental health and wellness? Is going to a licensed professional and therapist in their office sometimes a daunting process? Well, look no further. You can get online counseling through the privacy of your own home, on your computer or your smartphone, through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And guess what? Financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Feel free to do your research. Visit their website. Read their testimonials. They're posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P. And join over 500,000 people that are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Here at Black Girl Nerds, we are offering you 10% off of your first month. Simply go to betterhelp.com forward slash BGM and you can get 10% off your first month. Take care of yourself today with BetterHelp. I mean, in my personal opinion, just the idea of having to pay for an education is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like we've got public schools at the elementary and middle school and high school level, but why should we even have to pay for college is something that, you know, I'm kind of wondering when I'm hearing all of the different uh, political candidates talk about this issue. Why isn't this a stronger talking point about free college? And we, we've got some candidates that are advocating for that, yeah. but I just don't understand why that's not something across the board. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I, I don't. I wouldn't say I would want all the um, colleges and universities to be free, but I do believe that we should have some free um, options available in every state, in every area. I think the key thing is we got to get the cost down. You know, I had an interview with, I uh, was sitting down with one of my mentors, Mark Cuban, and um, he was <clears throat> he was pretty much saying uh, that college doesn't have to really be expensive. You know, we make it expensive. Just because Harvard is asking for forty, fifty thousand dollars a year doesn't mean that we have to go to Harvard. Um, you can go to UNC Pembroke in North Carolina and only spend five hundred dollars a semester there. I think that's fair, and I think spending a thousand dollars for a school year, four thousand dollars for a bachelor's degree, and you come out making on average fifty thousand dollars a year. Now that's a great return on your investment. Four thousand for a fifty thousand dollar income. Uh, so I agree with you. We need to have more affordable and even free options. Uh, but I, I don't believe that every single school needs to be 100% free, though. And that's interesting that you touched on that um, about people come out earning when they leave college, because that also plays into a lot of why students are still in debt. I actually had a conversation with Christian Nunez, the uh, VP of the National Organization for Women, and she was talking about how black there's these disparities among black women and their earning yeah. potential. 
well compared to their white counterparts and why we are still fighting for or fighting against rather this student loan debt that we've accumulated um, because we're not earning what we should rightly be able to earn after after school. So you're doing everything right. You're going to college. You're keeping your GPA up and you're doing what you need to do. And then when you go out into the real world, you find that you're earning just a few cents on every dollar that uh, your white colleague is earning and 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 male colleague earning in in regards to women. So yeah. that's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. And just especially uh, when I look at <clears throat> our African American black ladies, it, that is definitely sad. But then when we just look at the whole black culture uh, when it comes to the wealth gap between uh, blacks and Caucasians, I mean, it's sad. The average African American wealth. Has about eighteen thousand dollars in wealth, but then a white Caucasian has about one hundred and forty. But then, if you really look at student loans, um, we twelve years after we graduate uh, from college, we still owe one hundred and thirteen percent of the student loan that we borrowed. And then also, the average white person owes about sixty five percent of the original uh, balance. So there is a huge gap that is that is just it, it hurts me. Uh, but one thing that I can do, while I believe that we have different um, activists out there fighting uh, their fight, that is a much needed fight. My fight is while we're fighting that fight, what can we do with the income and the opportunities that we have right now? What is the wealth of knowledge and information that I can provide um, that will help us right now? While others um, like Ti, Tamika Mallory, you, Jamal Bryant, while they're fighting that fight. Here's my fight. Let, let's go ahead and you know avoid debt. Let's start building wealth as things get better down the road. We can still make some good decisions now. And and we're certainly grateful for that because we need help all around. Yeah. I, I've always hated the idea that you can't bankrupt a student loan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Joe Biden, by the way. For oh, that. man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that bankruptcy isn't always the right path to fighting debt. What are the first steps students should take the moment they secure a loan? Uh, the moment they secure a loan is I, I'm, I'm going to stand against loans, period. Like, that's where I stand, Jamie. It's like I, I don't even want them to even consider uh, taking out a loan. I, I'm an advocate of uh, debt freedom um, and no debt. But if they secured a loan, my first thing is uh, we need to go ahead and pay it off. We need to pay it all off as soon as we possibly can. Uh, because here's the thing, the average student loan borrower is going to graduate with $35,000 in debt, uh, graduate with $35,000 in debt, and then one-third of us are going to graduate with $100,000 in student loan debt. And so this is preventing us from starting families, from getting married, from helping our economy, from starting our small businesses, from helping our culture, uh, because we got to go out here and just figure out how to make ends meet rather than go out there and do what we were created to do. And so my whole thing from the very beginning is just take debt off of the table. I would rather you work hard and maybe turn a four-year degree into five years, maybe six years, than to go through college with student loans for four years and you're spending the the next 20 to 30 years paying back the student loan and other consumer debt. Uh, So that's what I would recommend. If you have loans, go ahead and attack it and just pay it off aggressively and just make sure you do not borrow any more money. Let's cash flow as much as we possibly can. Yeah, I feel like there should be some sort of uh, training or program that in order for you to qualify for a loan, you need to take this training on how to pay it back. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I I think that is something that that is out there. But then for me, 
Jamie, I don't even think that we need to even educate people on how to take out loans. Let's educate yeah. people different routes to avoid debt. Avoid how together. can we how can we pay it all cash? Like for me, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do in life, but I'm I'm willing to sacrifice and save up and pay cash for it because I want wealth. You know, I want to I want to die and leave an inheritance for my children's children. I don't want to be the typical African American that my wealth um, is only eighteen thousand. I want to be wealthy. Mark Cuban is a good friend of mine. I told you earlier, he and I talked and he said, um, he said, if you want to be rich, avoid credit cards, avoid debt, period. This guy's worth $9.6 billion, owns the, the Mavericks and, and he is on the ABC Shark Tanks. And he says, if you want to be rich, then you avoid debt. You don't use credit cards. You don't borrow money. You pay cash, whatever you want to have. And so that's just my whole philosophy when it comes to uh, consumer debt. I do not want bondage because I cannot pass down a credit score, but I can pass down money. I can pass down land. I can pass down businesses, but I can't pass down an 800 credit score, but I can pass down debt. So I don't want to do debt. I don't care about a credit score. I just want to leave my family with just wealth, wisdom, and knowledge. Absolutely. Amen to that. In in 2007, Congress passed the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, and 99% of the applications were rejected. Mm -hmm. I saw your video, Why Student Loan Forgiveness is a Bad Idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing that caught my attention was your stance on the fact that you shouldn't rely on the government to take care of your debt. Now, my question is, we we have political candidates like Bernie Sanders Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth Warren who want to have the government cancel student loan debt. Why shouldn't they? Well, here's the thing. If we cancel student loan debt today, we're going to be right back here 10 years, 10 years later. Uh, Jamie, would you put a Band-Aid on a wound that continues bleeding? No, you wouldn't do that. You will stop the bleeding first, get it healed, then put the Band-Aid on it. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to come back and see how can we help the people who currently have student loan debt. I want to fix the issue first. Let's fix the bleeding now. Once we fix the bleeding. Say it again. Can't we do both? No, I don't believe we can do both. I want to fix the problem first. And once we fix the problem, then we're going to come over here. Then, yes, let's talk about some ways to help out the individuals who took out student loans. Um, What can we do from there? But right now, I want to make sure that your son, my son, our kids coming up right now do not tack on any more debt. Because we can't aggressively take care of both because our attention is not on on these equally. Let's put all of our attention on stopping the problem, fixing the problem. Once we fix that problem, then let's go over here and help the people who already technically agreed to pay back these student loans. Now let's have a conversation. What can we help with these people that, you know, unfortunately signed for it, but it wasn't right. You know, this this young 22-year-old does not deserve to be in $200,000 worth of student loan debt. Boom, let's, let's help them out. But first, let's prevent this 18-year-old that's about to go into college from racking on debt. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I personally don't completely agree with that, but um, I think uh, you bring up some really strong points. I, I know that, you know, I think about how our government bailed out these big banks and companies like GM and if they can afford to bail out these big companies that were very irresponsible with their debt, why not bail out students that are struggling right now and wanting to be able to be successful in their careers and not having the uh, weight of student debt kind of be a cloud, a dark cloud that's hanging over them. So 
Um, I kind of look at it through that context, but I certainly agree with your assessments. We do need to actually get to the root of the problem, uh, you know, instead of doing the Band-Aid. But, you know, I feel like we could probably do both in that respect. All right. When we look at the government, they just haven't proved this as a solid thing, Jamie. You know, like you said, just as of June this year, 110,000 people um, applied. But you know what? Uh, only 853 have been declined. I mean, accepted. So um, I totally yeah, understand your Yeah. Yeah. That definitely needs to be fixed in, yeah. fixed in itself. Um, so where can our listeners learn more about you and where can they get your book? Because you offer some really good details and information about how to repay debt and, and how to be able to save money. And, and I think that this is something that everybody, not just students, but adults, um, people that are getting you know into retirement age that they really need to know. Yeah, you can go to anthonyoneal.com. You can learn more information about my book, Debt Free Degree. You can also see on there um, some other great resources that I have. I can't just write the book and then I give you resources to help you on this journey. And so I just released um, this month for the month of October, I'm, do- I'm giving away $10,000 in scholarships. So $5,000 in one scholarship and then two $2,500 scholarships on my website, then as well, I have 10,000 other scholarships that I've combed through personally that others can qualify for from anywhere from 1000 up to $50,000 uh, in those scholarships. So all the resources on anthonyneal.com and every single day, like you and I were just talking about, I'm, I'm dropping just some good knowledge on my YouTube and Instagram. And both of those are at Anthony O'Neill. Anthony O'Neill, everyone. Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on our show and talking to us today. It was a pleasure. It was a good pleasure. I love these good conversations. I hope you enjoyed our episode of BGM Politics. Stay tuned for next week for our next guest, which you'll have to wait for on Wednesday when that drops. But in the meantime, I want to say thank you for tuning in. This episode is executive produced and edited by yours truly, The music on this podcast is provided by Filmstro. You can go to filmstro.com forward slash music. And this is an independently produced podcast. So if you do wish to lend your support and you like what you're hearing, you can go to patreon.com forward slash black girl nerds. Also on iTunes, why don't you give us a rating and leave a comment. Let us know what you think about this show. Thank you all for your continued support of this platform. And we will see you next Wednesday.